Welcome back to That Football Stats podcast. It was a busy week in the Carabao Cup. We're going to take a look at the results there, a few surprises. Uh, We're going to look at the draw for the next round quickly, and then we will focus fully on the Premier League, especially Saturday, looking at the team stats for some of the teams involved, giving some predictions on every game as well. So stay tuned, and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. So a few surprises in the Carabao Cup. Um, we'll start with some of the, the Premier League teams that went out. Wolves went out, Ipswich, incredible. One defeat in 27 uh, for McKenna there and his team. Luton Town, uh, their season sort of goes from bad to worse as 10-man um, Exeter City beat them uh, 1-0. Wins for Manchester United, wins for Liverpool. Um, good win for West Ham away at Lincoln, potential banana skin that one. Chelsea got a win against Brighton. We'll look at Chelsea in a moment because they've got a very interesting uh, fixture list upcoming. Bournemouth got a win, which um, I think they might kick on. Adams is, is fit now and he's back and they've they've had a tough start to the season if you look at the, the teams they've played, Bournemouth. But I think there's potential for them to kick on now and pick up some points um, in the build-up to Christmas. Ramsdale started as Arsenal beat Brentford. Um, interestingly, Raya could have played. Um, usually the loan contracts don't allow it, but he, he was uh, eligible for that game. Eligible, I should say, for that game. A home defeat for Aston Villa to Everton. Second away win on the bounce for Everton, which will be a delight for those fans. And they would love a, a cup run as well. I mean, if it comes at the, the threat of relegation, they, they'll, you know, they would have gone out in this round, but they'll take it if they can get one. Fulham beating Norwich and finally Newcastle beating Manchester City. A Rodri-less Manchester City. Is this a sign of things to come for Newcastle? It is four clean sheets in a row. Manchester City, the team that won it four years on the bounce, was it? Or four years out of five? This was their competition, wasn't it? But not anymore. They are out and it is a great chance for some of the teams that have gone through. The round of 16 draw was made. We've got Man United hosting Newcastle, which is probably the standout fixture. Bournemouth hosting Liverpool. Not the the draw that Bournemouth would have been hoping for, but they'll give their all against Liverpool, I'm sure. West Ham Arsenal, that is probably the second standout fixture. And for Ipswich Town, they've got a home game against Fulham. I would back them to go pretty far in this competition. There is such a feel-good factor around Ipswich at the minute. And as I said at the start of the podcast, one defeat in 27 games. McKenna has taken them from League One up to, you know, he's, I mean, they're looking at automatic at the minute. They might peter off, but... Playoffs certainly look a very good shout for Ipswich this season. So, as I mentioned, wins for Chelsea and Manchester United. And we're just going to focus on Chelsea and take a look at their upcoming games. They've got Fulham away and then they've got Burnley away. And then at the end of October and into November and December, it is a very, very tough run. So those next two games are critical because they have Arsenal, then Brentford, then Tottenham, then City, then Newcastle, then Brighton then Manchester United. That is how they enter December. Pochettino said before that Brighton victory that we're doing everything but score the goal. He might have a point. If you look at the expected points table, often referred to as the the justice table, they are fifth. So this is expected points model. They are fifth. Um, In reality, they are fifth team. So they they should be picking up a lot more points. They should be scoring goals. They've not been able to put those chances away. If you watch the Aston Villa game, you've got Mudrick putting it into very good areas. There's nobody there. And for the Fulham game, which I believe is a Monday night, they're not going to have Jackson because he is suspended now. Five cards already. I'm sure a few fantasy players uh, took a bet on him and put him in their team, and it's, it's just simply not paid off, has it? 
So a very tough run for Chelsea, and that will lead us into looking at the Premier League fixtures for this weekend. Um, and as I said at the top of the podcast, we open with a great game, and I think we close with a fantastic game. Um, the first game, 12.30 on Saturday, is Aston Villa against Brighton. Two wins out of two at home for Villa, two wins out of two on the road for Brighton. So will something give? Um, not the ideal preparation for both of these teams to be fair losing in the Carabao Cup I think for Aston Villa probably a bit more of a shocking result in that Everton went to Villa Park and got the victory there's just two teams that have seen BTTS landing in every single game this season and one of those is Brighton they did not see both teams to score landing in the second half against Bournemouth in the previous game so now it is just five out of six for that stat but still worth looking at those second half stats I think for Aston Villa how have they been starting games they're quite a tight team aren't they usually under Unai Emery I think they do try and be a bit more expansive at home uh, and I still think they're trying to find that balance because they're a very good counter-attacking team very good at getting it to to Watkins quite quickly on the break and um yeah, you saw at Chelsea, that's the perfect Unai Emery performance, I think. So let's see how they do, because Brighton away from home are also very keen to just counter quickly. Next up is Manchester United Palace, a repeat of the Carabao Cup game. 3-0 to Crystal Palace, uh, sorry, 3-0 to Manchester United, Crystal Palace wishes. And a good performance, you know, Man United now, they're putting the, these young prospects in there. Mason Mount is back, Amrabat is is in, should start this game. He, he looked pretty solid. In truth, this will be a very different game, I think. Um, I think we'll see a lot more from Crystal Palace, you would expect. Ten Hag, despite the mini-crisis, some people say. I don't think there's a crisis at Man United, but I, I think his home form is very good, actually, Ten Hag. Um, and I think they'll win this game quite comfortably. I'll give a prediction as I go through these games as well. So just for the Villa game that I missed before, I'm going to say 1-1 in that game. Man United, I'm going to go 2-0. Then we have West Ham, Sheffield United. How will Sheffield United bounce back from that 8-0 drumming, you've got to bounce back, haven't you? You've got to show in this first game, in this first half, in the first five minutes, you've got to show that you are ready to go again. So it's not an ideal fixture for West Ham because they're going to be expected to, to control the game. Um, and they've been playing really well this season. Ten points from their opening six game, three victories. I think West Ham will get the job done. I think they'll pile more misery on Sheffield United, who might potentially score first, given how riled up I think they will be I'm going to go 3-1 with West Ham getting a couple of second half goals as the game gets away from Sheffield United Newcastle versus Burnley a potential banana skin for Newcastle but given how they're playing at the minute four clean sheets in a row I say potential banana skin because Burnley want to want to play the sort of they want to they could almost match Newcastle in the way they want to play but Newcastle at the moment, especially coming off the back of an 8-0 and beating Man City, confidence is going to be sky high. And they've got what Burnley do not have, which is that cutting edge, the clinical, especially against Sheffield United. I mean, every shot went in. Maybe it was just one of those games, one of those random games. But the confidence that Newcastle will be feeling right now is sky high. And I think Burnley will come good. They will find that system, that balance at the top end of the pitch. But I don't believe it will be in this game. I'm going to go 3-0 Newcastle and uh, Newcastle to just continue the the resurgence, really. You know, they had, a, they had a, a tricky start to the season. People were writing them off even for top four after a few games. You know what? Myself included, I was. Um, I didn't know how the Champions League would affect them, but they seem at that, that point that they got in San Siro, they didn't really deserve it. But sometimes that can still galvanise a dressing room. You go away from the San Siro with a point feeling like you've robbed them. 
And um, then, you know, they've knocked out City since. They've, they've kept four clean sheets. Uh, fair play to Eddie Howe and Anthony Gordon. I'd get him in your fantasy team. He looks like he's playing the football of his life. He's absolutely electric every time he gets on the ball. Cutting in, he can go either way, and he has been going either way. He's even been using his hand to keep the ball in play. He's a magician. Wolves away for Manchester City. Tricky game. The Wolves are a real weird team to watch. Um, they'll have moments of absolute magic, moments where the football they play is amazing, or you watch Neto and he's taking it past five and putting it into the box and there's just nobody there. So they've, they've, they've got glimpses of, of uh, brilliance. They might give a good 45 minutes of them of themselves here against City, much like the Liverpool game where they, they scored, they played well for 45 minutes, but then they just sort of collapse. They, they can't do it for a full game or they haven't got that clinical... Um, nature, much like Burnley. I mean, the Liverpool game, when Wolves uh, hosted Liverpool earlier in the season, they had a massive chance to make it 2-0. In fact, they had a few chances to make it 2-0 in that first half. And they, and that's the difference in the Premier League. If you're not clinical, if you can't take your chances, and then on top of that, you make individual errors at the back, you are going to struggle. I think Wolves can score. City are not in the best of places. Rodri is absent, of course, which I think would be more of an issue if uh, Bellegarde didn't get sent off. I watched him in the previous game that Wolves played, and he looked really good, looked really bright in the middle, running, again, like either direction, sort of like Gordon can do. You've got to take advantage of Rodri not being in there, I think. And um, in terms of dribblers, actually Wolves has a lot in that midfield and from defence as well. So it could be... An interesting game. I think Wolves will score, but again, to beat Man City, to beat Liverpool, you've got to score more than once most of the most of the time. So I'm going to go City 3-1. Arsenal away at Bournemouth. Some some tricky away games here for for Man City and Arsenal. Um, yeah, Bournemouth. They've got Tyler Adams in there now. They they, they won in the Carabao Cup, but Arsenal are good at just going to to places like this and getting the job done, aren't they? Bournemouth, of course, winless this season. Arsenal unbeaten with two 1-0 victories away from home against Crystal Palace and against Everton. Now they face Bournemouth. If you look at that trio of games for Arsenal to start the season away from home, it's nice. I mean, you would rather play those teams than, you know, City, Liverpool, Spurs. But they're still doing it. They're still going there and getting the job done. A couple of 1-0s at those, at those games is not easy. Now going to Bournemouth, a very different proposition to Everton and Crystal Palace, but you could certainly see Arsenal just going there, putting in a professional performance, no fuss, and getting a, a similar result. Especially when Bournemouth have failed to score in the last couple of games. They've only scored once at home this season. Now, on the flip side of the coin, you saw the away start that Arsenal have had and the type of teams that they've played. Listen to Bournemouth's home games so far. West Ham, Spurs, and Chelsea. And they actually drew with West Ham and Chelsea. Lost 2-0 to Spurs which is fair enough. Spurs were very, very good on that day, James Madison especially. But I don't think they're as bad as people think. They've had a very, very tough start to the season, and now they're playing Arsenal. Listen to Bournemouth's start so far. West Ham, Liverpool, Spurs, Brentford, Chelsea, Brighton, and now Arsenal. That is a very, very difficult start, and they've got three points so far. The defeat's coming to Liverpool, Spurs, and Brighton away. Like... That's fair enough, isn't it? What 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 would you expect? So whilst I would predict an Arsenal victory, I do think this will be a tight game and um, I don't think it's going to be a rollover by any means. The final game on Saturday is Everton hosting Luton. A six-point relegation battle already, is it? I, 
I wouldn't go that far. I think um, the odds are going to be in Everton's favour, aren't they, for this one, given how they've recorded a couple of wins in a week and it can just completely shift the mentality and the, the, the whole sort of vibe at the club. Luton have conceded 11 goals in their opening five games. Everton have conceded 10 in six. In terms of shots faced per game, Luton have actually faced fewer shots than Manchester United per game. Man United have actually faced quite a few shots, uh, to be fair. Passes completed per game, Luton are rock bottom. So it's going to be tricky away from home in this game. I just think Everton's midfield it's so powerful and uh, it's going to be a tough battle in there and I think Luton will lose that battle. There's been a lot of talk as well of uh, Beto and uh, Calvert-Lewin playing together potentially, but I don't think Dyche will risk it. I mean, if he is going to risk it, it might be for this game, Luton at home to see if it works. Do you risk it? Because you want to just be picking up as many points as you can and uh, if you have two strikers, you're going to have to take a player out of midfield or out of defence and I don't think Dyche is going to make that risk just yet. And finally... Spurs, Liverpool, 5.30 on Saturday. Really, really looking forward to this one. Um, I was impressed with with Tottenham, to be fair. They were brave in the way that they tried to play at the Emirates. Getting caught a couple of times on the ball. And Liverpool, they just look solid, but they've still got that tendency to concede first. And I think we could certainly see that here again. They, they, they seem to need that little kick. Uh, they conceded after, what was it, a couple of minutes or something, really early on anyway, against Leicester in the Carabao Cup. They came back to win 3-1. Similar story against West Ham. Similar story this season. I think the majority of their games have actually ended with them conceding this season. Tottenham unbeaten, of course. BTTS landing in the last three games for them. 2-5 against Burnley. 2-1 against Sheffield United. Left it very late there, didn't they? And then 2-2 against Arsenal, of course. So they're unbeaten. Liverpool are unbeaten with five wins out of the last five. And then the opening day draw away at Chelsea. That is a... I mean, Jurgen Klopp could not have asked for a better start, really. People might look at that Chelsea result in the future when, when and if they improve as a pretty good result. But the thing that will impress Klopp is that they're scoring goals. They've scored three goals in the last three Premier League games. In fact, they've scored three in four out of the last five. The only time they didn't was that 2-1 comeback win, another comeback win at St. James's Park. And I think it was that performance that really did galvanise them because the game before that, Bournemouth played well, Bournemouth scored early. They actually got a red card Liverpool, didn't they? And they just sort of, it's like they need that kick initially. So if Klopp can get this Liverpool team playing in that way again on the front foot, I'm not saying you have to go gung-ho like they used to and you know use out, out all your energy, but I think they've got the players now to be able to just control games a little bit more. They're allowing the other team to score first. Not as It's not as bad as it was last year. Last year, it was a really poor start and, and it was because they didn't have that fight back. They didn't have the quality up top or in midfield, to be fair, um, to get those goals. So you can see the difference the midfield is making for Liverpool I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another 2-2 here. It's hard to call. It's very hard to call because if Tottenham turn it on, you can see that there are spaces in that Liverpool defence still. It's not perfect defensively. I've just been speaking about how they always concede the first goal. You can see it happening again against Spurs. Um, I wouldn't try and call the result on this one, so my sort of prediction would be BTTS over 2.5 and maybe throw in some some passing lines for, for the players or tackles or something. But I can see goals in this one. It's the late night kickoff on Saturday, 5.30. So let me know what you think about this episode, about the predictions. Um, jump in the Discord or just uh, at Odd Alerts on Twitter, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for the feedback if you do leave some.